BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. The Neverland Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Now, do not forget that you can get your free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast. There's over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. Hey, what's the camera still doing here? Oh, no. Disaster. That can only mean one thing. Doggone it, you're right. Mm -hmm. It looks like they've ordered a sequel. (laughs) The Neverland Podcast, Episode 16. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right and stay until morning. Neverland. Okay, Neverlanders, we are going to present a review of the Muppets Most Wanted movie, but we've got to go and see it first. And we're actually on our way, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, she never sounds excited about things, I swear. I'm tired. Oh, well, she was running around uh, Jamesport, hanging around Amish people and buying goodies today. So, I was working, so... But she's had to work all week on her spring break. But now we're going to go out and we'll, we'll go and watch this Muppet movie and we'll be right back to you to tell you what we thought while it's still fresh in our heads on the way home. Until then, though, we got to find some food. All right, it is time to start the music. It's time to start the lights. It's time for the Neverland Podcast. So grab your nearest pixie and give her a shake over your head and we'll fly off to Neverland once again where we are special featuring the Muppets in honor of the new Muppet film, Muppets Most Wanted. I do have a review of that film. I also have some sort of man-on-the-street interviews I did of asking a a fun question of a lot of different people and getting a variety of different answers. And also, of course, we'll have a kind of a sort of a panel discussion of our memories of 
the Muppets that, that I recorded that I will be sharing here later. And depending upon how much time we have, I might even find some fun kind of bonus content for you. Uh, but also, I do plan on sharing a lot of different uh, music from the new movie and some classics as well. We're just going to have an all-out ride of fun for like the next hour or so. So sit back, relax, get ready to have a little bit of a wacky time as we get started here on the Neverland Podcast. And of course, as usual, I do have some news for you. Hugh Jackman is set to return in a sequel to The Wolverine with writer David James Kelly. Release is set for March 3rd, 2017, and Fox is also working on a mystery project, and word is flying around that Gambit and Nightcrawler will appear in a future film called X-Men Apocalypse, since director Brian Singer has talked about his desire to include them in the film. Will they be played by the same actors that have previously portrayed them? That is not yet known. Uh, but we'll look, for, look out for that one. Uh, Brian Tyler, who has previously written the score for Thor, The Dark World, and Iron Man 3, has been confirmed as the composer for The Avengers Age of Ultron. Also, some concept art for The Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver has been released, and I'm sure you can find it simply by Googling it. Uh, Ubisoft has announced Assassin's Creed Unity is set to take on the French Revolution subject matter. That game, of course, will be coming soon, as well uh, as... I'm also very excited there's an upcoming Batman game called Batman Arkham Knight, uh, which unfortunately is for the PS4 and Xbox One only, and I only recently just got a PS3, so I'm a little bit behind on that, so uh, I'm saving my money right now for some of this. Uh, lots of photos also have been released showing production of the new series Gotham. Uh, you can see James Gordon, Oswald Cobblepot, which he's a very thin-looking Oswald Cobblepot, but Cobble, Cobblepot, say that three times fast. But, you know, he does dress really good for the parts. You can kind of envision him as the penguin, but he's kind of, uh, he doesn't quite have the build we expect. Uh, there's also been a photo of uh, Selena Kyle, the Wayne family. Also, Donnell Logue as Harvey Bullock. Uh, they have begun production. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when the series starts, but I would look for it probably next fall. Uh, French actor Omar Sy, it's S-Y, I'm not sure if that's C, perhaps, but it looks like Sy. Uh, he's been announced in the cast for Jurassic World. Uh, there's been a lot of people wondering if any previous uh, characters will be appearing in Jurassic World. That I am not sure of. We'll just have to wait and find out. In other casting news, comedian Patton Oswalt is set to appear in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Agent Eric Koenig. The character first appeared in 1966 in an issue of Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos, uh, but it is expected he'll receive a different origin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, now this next bit of news, I just lifted it directly from SuperheroHype.com because I really didn't know what more to say about this, uh, but I think they've said enough. But here it is, a direct quote. A Gem and the Holograms feature film is on the way from director John M. Chu, director of G.I. Joe Retaliation, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. And, well, that's two different films. There's a comma in there. Uh, yeah, there's two really good credentials for you. Uh, and producers Jason Blum and Scooter Braun. The trio made the announcement themselves with the below video. Well, okay, if you go to SuperheroHype.com, you can find a video. But it was announced on a, on a video. And it was uh, just moments after the video was posted this article appeared. Uh, but they, on the video, they revealed their unique, some might say truly outrageous, approach to the property, asking for creative fan submissions that will wind up part of their big screen release. That, when I had originally heard some of this, I didn't really look into the article, but I had heard that they were, since they were looking for creative fan submissions, I didn't think the movie was actually a go. I think they were, I was thinking they were just trying to 
find some ideas to see if that maybe could happen like some people were pushing for the movie but it seems to say that yes it's happening uh, continuing on with their quote uh, sorry I've got to find my place uh, created by Christy Marks the original gem in the hologram series was a joint collaboration from Hasbro Marvel and Sunbow Productions it began airing in 1985 and ran for three seasons following the adventures of the titular gem the musical superstar alter ego of a young woman named Jerrica Benton who with the help of a holographic computer called Synergy is able to clandestinely perform rock concerts with her friends more details on how to submit audition material are available at gemthemovie.com uh, this goes in my file under why, uh, but based on, uh, the directors they have on there with someone who's done a Justin Bieber movie, I'd say they're really targeting the original gem audience that would have, would have been maybe young girls and teenage girls. I think maybe the nostalgic adults might be a little, uh, out of it. I don't know. They'll probably go see it anyway, but they might not be quite uh, making a film that the, uh, grown up fans of gem would enjoy but maybe they would i don't know i i was not a fan of gem but it's it fits for this podcast it's the type of news that's nostalgic for some of you so there you go uh speaking of other nostalgic movies now this is kind of weird um and i'll I'll kind of explain how this is weird here in a little bit Uh, but ghostbusters 3 is definitely happening despite ivan reitman stepping away from the project uh, Dan Aykroyd says they want to do Harold Ramis proud uh, in his memory, which I think they're a little late maybe getting going with a, another Ghostbusters film. Uh, in Ivan Reitman's place is the directing team of Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who have had successes with Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and The Lego Movie. There's pretty good credentials, but they've also directed the theatrical release of 21 Jump Street, which I didn't see. I wasn't really that concerned about it, but it has warranted a sequel. Uh, 22 Jump Street. Yeah, that's creative. Uh, Ghostbusters 3 is set for, for filming in 2015, and it actually appears that it may be a reboot. Um, I haven't got anything really confirmed, but I have seen some headlines where saying, oh, it's a reboot to start filming. Uh, now, whether this means that they're going to try to start from the beginning and try to recast the characters with different actors, which I think would be a terrible idea. You really can't replace the, the original three guys. It just wouldn't be as good. But I could see maybe... Have the remaining cast members, older guys, maybe passing the the business on to maybe some younger characters. Uh, that might work out, depending upon who they cast, uh, if they got the the same charisma and fun of the original trio. So we'll just see. I, I'm I'm semi excited, but I'm also cautious because this you know this is something we've really wanted for a long time, but it seems like they've really missed the window opportunity. And really, that video game they released uh, was kind of like a Ghostbusters 3 for a lot of us. So, we'll just see where this goes. I'm probably still going to see it regardless. It's Ghostbusters. Excuse me. Uh, A description for upcoming Arrow episode entitled Birds of Prey has been released, and it reads as follows. This is word for word from the release. When Frank Bertinelli, guest star Jeffrey Nordling, is arrested, Oliver knows it's only a matter of time before his daughter Helena, a.k.a. the Huntress, guest star Jessica DeGao, I I hope I'm saying her name right, uh, returns to town. To make matters worse, Laurel is picked to try Frank's case, putting her right in the path of Helena. Oliver tells Sarah that he will handle his ex-girlfriend, but when Helena takes hostages at the courthouse, including Laurel, the Canary will stop at nothing to save her sister. When the Huntress and Canary meet, an epic battle begins. Meanwhile, Roy realizes he needs to keep Thea safe, but doesn't like the way he is forced to go about it. Now, considering... Okay, Canary definitely fits in uh, with Green Arrow. 
Uh, but considering, you know, I, some of the Birds of Prey, I think they're kind of also tied in with Batman, like the Huntress. I've mainly seen her around with Batman, but I don't read a whole lot of DC. So I would, I would kind of wonder, you know, maybe this, this would be able to tie into the Gotham series in some fashion, except for Gotham is going on a completely different network. Uh, so I'm not sure that there's going to be a good interconnectedness. But uh, I haven't been watching this series, but for fans of it, uh, hopefully you're excited by that news. Now, the Disney yearly shareholder meeting was this past week, and among the announcements were Cars 3 and, finally, Incredibles 2. It's about time. I would actually like a uh, maybe a weekly series would be fun. An animated series, I'd watch it. Uh, also announced is that the next Star Wars film will be set 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi, which is convenient because it has been more than 30 years since that film was released, so it does kind of take care of the aging factor because the original trio will be making an appearance in the movie, at least in the first one. Now, apparently they're going to be handing it off to a younger cast, which is probably a good idea because who knows how long the original cast is going to get around. You know, they're getting up there in age, you know. Uh, now, Lando has not been slated to return, but you can catch Billy Dee Williams this season on Dancing with the Stars as long as he lasts. Now, uh, this past Monday, he wasn't looking so good. You know, he is 77 years old. He's lost a step, but uh, it was kind of fun. They did kind of a Star Wars-themed dance, uh, and the judges didn't score him well, but he could be one of those kind of favorite guys just because he's Billy Dee Williams. Ooh, Billy Dee, Billy Dee, Billy Dee. Anyway, so on our final piece of news, director Mark Webb has screened 30 minutes of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and answered some questions in Culver City, California. Now, a full description of all this can be found at SuperheroHype.com, but I really don't want to read it or share it because it's going to contain spoilers because after all it's the first 30 minutes of the movie and personally i really want to wait before i see the first 30 minutes i'd like to see the first 30 minutes connected with the rest of it however a final trailer has been released online and it looks there i say amazing uh, this is set for release may 2nd and that is all the news we have for today, or for this week. And so now let's get on with some Muppet content. We're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good. A sequel, another feature attraction. Places, please. Light the lights. Roll camera. Action! I thought it was the end, but no, my friends. This is when we get to do it all again. Do it all again. Until the credits roll, we got another go to show them we can do it all again. We're doing a sequel. There's no need to disguise. This studio considers us a playable adventure. We're doing a sequel.
sequel to our original motion picture. We're doing a sequel. Let's give it a shot. All we need now is a half-decent plot. Got it. An epic love story between a very handsome, long-nosed purple thing and a beautiful chicken. Gonzo with the wind. Uh, does anybody have any other ideas? Oh, oh, it's about getting the Muppets back together again to stop an evil oil baron from demolishing the old studio. Fuzzy, did you even watch our last film? How about one of those fish out of water movies? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that, Lou. It's about a frog who marries a beautiful, perfect pig, and they have to kiss each other. Oh, what? I don't think Americans watch subtitled films. How about a movie where you don't make a movie? And we all get to go home early. <laughs> Good grief. It's about a lonely dog. And one night he sees something he should never have seen. And he has to live with a terrible secret. Uh, that sounds a little dark, Rolf. Kermit. How about the Muppets go on a world tour? That's perfect! I thought it was the end, but no, my friends, this is when we get to do it all again! Until the credits roll, we've got another go to show, then we can do it all again! We're doing a sequel! Okay, so now we've just come out of the theater from watching Muppets Most Wanted, and I'm going to hand the recorder over to you, and you can just kind of hold it there. That way I can drive safely. Yes, driving safely is important. Yes, drive safely with both hands. Well, i got to say, I really liked it. It was a whole heck of a lot of fun. Uh, they've pretty much told you everything you need to know about the plot. Uh, there's an evil, thieving uh, a frog that looks just like Kermit, except with a mole. Mm -hmm. It was actually... And then we'll have all we need to steal the unstealable. The crown jewels of England, ensuring that my name goes down in history as greatest thief of all time. You mean our names, right? Of course. My name first, then spacebar, 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 your name. A very funny character and actually had more songs than any other character, too. Uh, by having a Did whole... He? Well, yeah, he had like two or three different songs that was oh. that was just particularly his songs, okay. which, you know, was kind of fun. And the songs, actually, I think were better than the uh, the previous movie. Uh, there was a bit more variety of, uh, of song styles, even, and uh, these were a lot it's... more... Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay, now, the, the one thing that was... It's, it's sort of a drawback. It's not a huge big deal, uh, but they even kind of make fun of it just a little bit in the movie of how they have to sacrifice a lot of screen times for a lot of what might be one of your favorite Muppets, uh, in order to kind of keep the story going or to have different ones. And they even kind of sadly show Robin, Kermit's nephew, the kind of forgotten Muppet, you know, <laughs> at one point when they're kind of making the joke. Because really, you're not going to get a whole lot of Gonzo here uh, or Fozzie. Fozzie doesn't really get much to do until you're getting around to the last half hour of the movie. 
because um, well, they're really really following the story as best they can and keeping the story going and so a lot of the Muppets are very reduced in supporting characters you know mainly it looks like they were trying to have more humans in there and there's more guest stars than you could ever think of about every scene has some sort of guest star person even if you don't necessarily recognize them they kind of show them again at the end to kind of say yes he's, these were our guest people um, but uh, it kind of you know reminds me you know back in the old days with the old movies they were able to have all the Muppets in there and everybody seemed to have like a, a, a pretty fair amount of screen time and, and some fun to have with them. And this one it seems like they get to kind of pop on, do something fun, and then pop off real quick. And some only get to really make kind of one appearance. Uh, so it would have been fun to have a bit more Muppets, but really that's, that's very minor overall. It's, it, was, it was a whole lot of fun everything we laughed our way through it it was great and the opening cartoon that if you catch us in theaters and see the monsters university opening cartoon it was hysterical uh so yeah that's my take i don't even list all the guest stars there's too many <laughs> yeah they especially use like the prison scenes to just cram it full of you know uh people you know that you've seen before but like oh I, I i know that that's someone but i can't quite place them at least that's my my problem well i recognize a lot of them. i mean so danny trejo and, and ray Liotta were in the prison and then some guy that looked kind of familiar but i didn't know his name until i looked at the end and there are people that i was thinking you know that they'd come through and was like okay they seem to have given attention to that human is that somebody important that i should know and then they, they pop at the end uh to show like yes i was a guest star but I didn't. Ha I didn't know them from Adam. But there were still plenty of recognizable people that. There, there was uh, maybe a couple that I could have done without. Like, I mean. Uh, There's a lot of bad puns with Usher. Yeah. Well, like, uh, Celine Dion is a continual thing, and then it shows up in a song, and like it yeah. just went on. And I could have done with a little less of that. Maybe if I saw it again, you know, yeah. it would be. It would make more sense. Yeah. But if you're a big Celine Dion fan, you'll probably like it. But since we're not, we're kind of like, oh, look, it's Celine Dion. And she's kind of uh, ruined in the song a little bit. Well, I think, like, in this movie, Piggy's fixated on the on um, Celine Dion. So it's kind yeah. of a running it, it's, gag. Yeah, it's kind it of supposed to be. Um, but for me, it kind of And every time she little... sings a Celine Dion song, the audience is like, ugh. Yeah. So anyway, but um, favorite, favorite um, reveals. I like the uh, the... I don't want to say his name, but the person in the tank, like, he sings the, the guy beautifully. Who, the guy in solitary confinement. Yes, he sings beautifully, and you're like, well, who is that person? And then you do get to see who it is, and I don't want to say, but... Um, it's that, fun. I had to clap my hands at that one, because I was a little excited about finding out who that was and seeing who it was, yeah. so... And Tom Hiddleston, yeah, he looks very different with his regular short haircut, but he's got probably one of the funniest actually guest spots. He doesn't even have any lines; he just gets to do something. And Jeremy caught that one. I missed. Yeah, I, I was missed like, it. <laughs> "Looky, it's Loki." So, yeah. So and it was hard in the theater because you know you're, there wasn't a whole lot of people in there. Thank goodness. But trying to like, oh hey, do you know who that is? You know, we kept talking. And it was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of talking during the movie. So I was trying to cut cut us out, but because I'd always would recognize people like James McAvoy had a brief appearance and. Uh, golly, just so many different people. That's why I couldn't even list everybody who showed up in this. My goodness. It was, but it seemed almost like they had so many guest stars that it just didn't have enough time to have a few more Muppets. Uh, so, 
I, but you I can, could use some more Muppets. You really, you know, see, like, who really likes the Muppets. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. Now, maybe some of them, you know, might have hitched a, you know, they're on there's some coattails here. But I think most of the people that would be in a Muppet show would be, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm excited. I'm a fan. I want to be, yeah, I want a, to be part a part of it. Especially you know. Hornswoggle has a pretty good part in there. And for anyone who's a WWE fan, you know Hornswoggle actually has a Kermit tattoo. Uh, he's a huge Muppet fan. He's a little guy and... Uh, he hasn't really popped up on uh, in any events in a long time and everything, but uh, it, was, it was really kind of fun for him to get a part in there because knowing he's a really huge fan of the, of the Muppets, it's kind of fun thing here. There was a dedication at the end for Jane Henson, Jim's wife, who has passed away, and also Jerry Nelson, who was a Muppet performer, and I'm pretty sure he's the Muppet performer who formerly was Floyd and Janice and probably a bunch of other characters, uh, because it is it is painfully, really it was really obvious that there was a, a voice for Janice and Floyd that sounded absolutely nothing like the previous voice. I mean, at least the fill-in for Kermit kind of sounds a little like Kermit, but he's th- we We've gotten used to him over the years. Uh, and uh, the new Fozzie and Piggy, whoever's doing that, is somewhat close, but still kind of just not quite the same as Frank Oz. But this one was, you know, it, it was so recognizably different that it, it, it almost kind of, it was like hitting a wall. And I think it's probably because the first time we've ever seen these characters uh, without, uh, probably, I guess, Jerry Nelson was the voice of those characters. So he will be missed, but, uh, you know, that's they've been around a long time, so you just... They got to keep going, and new voices come in and out. But it was nice to have Floyd actually get a rib in on Miss Piggy. The way always on the Muppet Show, he would always get his digs in, and then kind of blink his weird kind of eyes and kind of snicker and go off. So as you can tell, we really, really liked Muppets Most Wanted, and I highly recommend going to the theater to go see it so you get to see the short uh, of Monsters University Party Central. It was hysterical and so much fun, and I'm really looking forward actually to seeing Muppets Most Wanted a second time. I had that much fun with it and enjoyed the music so much that I went ahead and picked up the soundtrack. That way I could also share it with you. And there is a, this is probably one of the funniest villain songs I swear I've ever heard. This this, this whole sequence cracks me up and for the song of the week i'm going to share it with you and if you look on neverlandpodcast.com you will find a link to purchase the song i played earlier which was actually in one of the trailers it was actually the entire opening number of we're doing a sequel i have put a link to purchase that song individually also i will put up a link for you to purchase this song here this is a villain song i give you anything that you want Baby, stop right there. Let me clear the air. Baby, look into these eyes. Let me apologize. I know what you're thinking of. You think, where's the love? But the love ain't gone. It's here where it belongs. I know what you're waiting for. Well, you don't need to wait no more. I can give you anything you want.
leave it to you. You wanna go to the moon? Ooh, I'll see what I can do. I know what you're waiting for. You don't need to wait no more. I give you anything you want, give you anything you need. I'll make your dreams come true. Give you anything you want, fulfill your fantasies. I'll make your dreams come true. I'm saying da da da, yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll make your dreams come true. Da da da, 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 da All right, that was I'll Get You Anything You Want, performed actually by Constantine. He was he was a really a lot of fun uh, for being a villainous character, the world's most dangerous frog. Uh, I'm making the entire soundtrack actually available to you at NeverlandPodcast.com. And remember, any purchase you make through NeverlandPodcast.com at iTunes does go to help the show. So I really do appreciate you clicking through those links and making purchases. I've also individually placed those uh, two songs that I played for you uh, so you can purchase just that song if you would like. Both of them available on iTunes as well as on iTunes. I do have a search button on NeverlandPodcast.com and you can search for more Muppet songs. And uh, while we're talking about supporting the show, show. do not forget... That for you, the listeners of the Neverland Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, I have been recommending these last few weeks that they did have a copy of The Hobbit. Uh, I need to go and check again to make sure that it is still available for a free uh, download. Uh, but uh, even if that's not there, there are sure plenty of other things. I do have a link on Neverland Podcast. There was a Star Wars book they have available. Uh, but yeah, go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Go get your free audio book. Uh, pick out whatever you like that makes you happy and listen to it, enjoy it, and have a wonderful time. Now, for our next little bit of fun Muppet content, uh, this is sort of a man-on-the-street type of thing. I kind of sprung this question on a few people, and some of the reactions are actually pretty funny. Uh, I also did, of course, ask my wife the question while we were driving actually home. Uh, and the question would be, who is your favorite Muppet and why? And so let's hear what we got. Okay, so now the big thing, I'm going to start asking some people and hopefully even uh, checking some email on Facebook and everything. I need to go on Facebook and ask people this question. But the quite big question I want to ask and have some answers to is who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, now, okay. Um, well, I don't know. I have I have lots of favorites, but probably some of the ones that I like the most. I have, I have a feeling for, for Beaker. Um, because he's that science nerdy kind of kind of guy, and he's always kind of the the guinea pig for for Bunsen. And um, but I also like the Swedish Chef. I think probably just because he's goofy and he like flings food and just you know it's lots of fun. So um, and I don't know, like there's there was one other one, but I forget. So anyway, is there any up that you kind of relate to? Uh, well, obviously Beaker. Because he's the experiment? Do you feel like the experiment? I feel like the experiment. I kind of end up being like 
the end of things and all awkward and stuff like that so yeah i've kind of figured how with me uh it's like uh, you try to be kermit you feel like fozzy but in the end you realize you're just gonzo <laughs> And I've always liked Gonzo's always my favorite, and I guess I've related to him because he's always kind of that, that weird sense of humor kind of guy, uh, likes to try oddball things, and is really just kind of that outsider that somehow or another manages to fit in, and I figure that's kind of me. So <laughs> so I've always liked Gonzo, but uh, yeah, so he's my number one, but I, I, I think I probably love Kermit and Fozzie.
That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Now say that. <laughs> this is Piggy because she's sassy. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> Who? My mom? Favorite Muppet. And why? I like the two old guys. Stephen Holder? Yeah, the guy up uh, at the end. <laughs> at the end of the show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess why. they usually have a comment at the end of every Muppet show. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why other than just funny. Oh, I always make my dad laugh. I can never understand why. They always laugh at something. I guess so. Yeah. Alright, so who is your favorite Muppet and why? Who? Favorite Muppet. Animal. And why? Because he is wild and crazy and he likes to play the drums. That works. <laughs> okay. I deal with a lot of ordinary people. Okay. Well, who is your favorite Muppet and why? Anyone got a good answer? Fonzie Bear. Because no, 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 no matter how, uh, it, you know, um, how lame the joke is, he still laughs and he still says, waka waka. Exactly. You know, and you got that way. That's your cue to laugh. So I like I like a guy who who is brave enough to put a joke out there, no matter how bad it is, and still laugh at his own jokes and laugh at himself. So. And I'm sure you can relate to that. No, I have no idea what that's like. <laughs> okay, you're still thinking. I kind of got an answer. I guess I really like Kermit because he's a really humble he's a really humble guy, even though he's kind of at the forefront. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Animal. Because he was wild and fun and free. And I heard a call from Miss Piggy over there. Your sister said the same thing. We have a lot in common. Hopefully that picks up from this far away. And how about you, Chris, there? Whoop. Favorite Muppet and why? Carmen the Frog. The reason why? Because he, he got a Sanko shirt I got on. Okay. <laughs> We'll take it. With the Muppets? <laughs> yeah, so so who would be your favorite Muppet and why? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Probably Miss Piggy because she's so sassy. <laughs> exact same answer from what I got before. That's fun. So who's your favorite Muppet? I don't really like Muppets. I like Sailor Moon. Okay. Oh, you got a favorite Muppet though, right? Kermit the and Frog. I just like Kermit. Well, that works. He's romantic with Miss Piggy. <laughs> and you got to be really with a pig, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. So what's your right. Yeah, who's, who's your favorite Muppet and why? My favorite Muppet um, is... Oh, we got an answer I would here? say Animal because he plays the drums crazy, and I think that's hilarious. That works. Uh, I think... The red one? The red one. The red one. What, animal, you mean? Yeah. Talks like this. Ah, that yes. one? Okay. <laughs> What's that? This is the recorder. Welcome no to a Austin. podcast. <laughs> no, Austin. Just give it okay, your... so who's your favorite Muppet and why? Gonzo, because he's a weirdo. Simple enough. <laughs> and James, I have to get from the other room. So how about you? Who's your favorite Muppet and why? I don't have a favorite Muppet. You don't have a favorite Muppet? No. Do you have a group of the ones you like best, or you just hate Muppets? I don't just don't have a favorite. Do you have like a grouping at all? No. You just there's none that you just like that at all that you can try to narrow through. No. Okay. 
Well, that was interesting. James's favorite is Oscar the Grouch because he's grumpy. That's not a Muppet. Yeah, he is. He's a Muppet. He's a Sesame Street Muppet, but he's still a Muppet. Okay, so who would be your favorite Muppet and why? What the? <laughs> what the is not a Muppet? That's, that's, that's not a question I think of every day. I, I don't go around saying, you know, Lord, I woke up today, and the very first thing on my mind is who's my favorite Muppet? Animal. Probably, you know what? It's a it's a combination between Animal and Gonzo. There you go. Any reasons why? Reminds me of you. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was a lot of fun and everything. And as you can see, I caught a couple people kind of off guard. And they were like, "Yo, my favorite what?" <laughs> And then my good friend Seth there was just like, you know, that's not the kind of question I expect to get asked. Just a lot of just funny reactions, even to the people who are not really maybe Muppet fans with the, uh, but prefer Sailor Moon. Which, hey, you know, if y'all would like me to do a uh, a show themed around Sailor Moon or perhaps anime, well, actually, I'd probably leave that a lot more maybe to my wife. She loves anime. But if you'd be interested in a show like that, go ahead and let me know. Send an email to podcast at neverlandpodcast.com or contact at me on Twitter or Facebook which would be at Twitter is at NeverlandPCast, and of course Facebook is Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. But a lot of fun answers, and I even kept a little bit of extra stuff in there. That little girl, uh, I don't remember whose daughter she is, uh, but I, I don't know. It just cracked me up when she, she you know, just said the red one, and I do a, kind of a bad impression of Animal, for which I get, you're weird, which just cracks me up. Uh, it was so adorable. I had to keep that in there, so I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, but without further ado, also, uh, I thought it would not be appropriate if we didn't have some sort of panel discussion. Now, I was hoping to get uh, a fellow by the name of Stephen, who was the former host of Muppet Cast. It was a great old show. I believe you can still find it on iTunes. Uh, it was a great show. This guy, boy, I tell you, he was an expert on about anything Jim Henson. It was a really great show. Uh, he no longer produces that show, unfortunately, uh, but I recommend it. Uh, go go back and listen to it. Uh, but I was not able to get him nailed down to be able to come onto the show. So what I did is I sat down with my good friends Philip and my lovely wife Heather. Uh, Philip's wife uh, w was there as well. She wasn't feeling well, so she didn't really uh, contribute to the conversation, poor lady. Uh, and she's also not much of a Muppet fan. But uh, it's a pretty good, fun conversation, and I'm going to share that right now. Alrighty, so uh, we're here in another familiar location with a repeating co-host. Say hello. Hello. Anybody recognize that voice? That's Philip again. <laughs> He's back. And along with... Heather. Yeah, she's still not saying anything. She gets to be in more parts of another segment of the show. Yay. So, we don't know if Amanda's going to say anything. She's across the room and not feeling good, poor thing. So we haven't got to introduce her on the show yet at any point. We'll get a segment for you. But we're kind of going to starting with a, a question is who is your favorite Muppet and why? Oh boy, there's so many of them. Yeah, I, I know. It's kind of hard to pick is. sometimes. Uh, probably Kermit, just because uh, well without him there probably would be uh, you know, nothing else. So <laughs> Or as has been now demonstrated, it would be chaos if you just let all the Muppets do whatever they want. That's that's I guess true. It's, I yes, any, it's so. it's it's quite true. Uh, <laughs> also, Kermit, because it reminds me of Jim Henson. So yeah, it was. He's, he's, he, he's that he's, personality. Yeah, he's kind of like Jim Henson's version of a Mickey Mouse, where it's just it's mm. kind of like a, a weird cartoon version of the creator of the character. I could go on a lot of different characters. Fozzie Bear. 
I love Fozzie. Yep. He's not very funny, but I love him. <laughs> yeah, he's got my kind of sense of humor though, because exactly. that's the kind of jokes I would make. No one else laughs, but you do. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's that way. Or waka waka, and everybody's looking. I also at you love like, um, <laughs> like I try to remember their names right now. My grandpa's favorite, the old men. Um, uh, Statler and Wardorf. 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 Yeah. Yep. I, I have toys of them. <laughs> <laughs> would be fun. They're great. I love those characters. Oh, yeah. I think all of us have been those guys at one point or another. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And we've already gone through Heather's like favorite. She had to kind of pick down one, two. Yeah. And I've already, as I've already stated, and we'll be put it on this recording of the show, that I've kind of say, like, you strive to be like Kermit, feel more like Fozzie, but I wind up Gonzo. Yeah, same here. And then the <laughs> one that I, I uh, fear is Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh, and speaking of which, uh, you have frequently done Miss Piggy singing the song from Titanic. Oh, I, 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 no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and that is slightly apropos when you see the new movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> at one point, she's on the piano lounge singing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but as soon as they had that in the movie, I thought of you because you've oh, done that before. <laughs> I've done too many things like that. <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll get to hear the like the review. I I tried to go as spoiler free as possible on that review. Yeah. So, but anyway, so our, um, what's like an early memory of the Muppets? So, you know, like do you remember the I first re- time you saw it? And I rem- well, it'd be hard to remember the first time I saw it, like because, the Muppet Show. You know, yeah, because the show was going pretty good when I was a baby. Um, yeah, it been I, around for a while. I was born in '76, and uh, it came around in was it '76 or '77? Uh, I think even before even that, I'd have I'm to go check sure. the season. It's I know it, was, it started pretty early. I'm pretty sure it's in the mid to late seventies. Yeah. Either way, Muppets have always been. I should really look that up. <laughs> or Sesame Street. It started in the sixties. Yeah, Sesame 60s. Street been a long time. It was around before that even. Yeah. Fifties. Uh, and Rolf was around. You know, was doing dog food commercials. Yeah. yeah. He was with them on that show. I can't remember the name of it right now for some reason. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. There was, there was some show something. and, yeah, something I think he was doing in, on the East Coast somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to have to look up some of this there stuff. A, I used to have the uh, 30 Years of the Muppets. This was a celebration that they did in the 80s on TV where Jim Henson was showing all sorts of the characters that he created in the 50s on the TV show. And Kermit looked like a crazy, ugly, uh, dirty puppet. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say I saw that, footage. that was a puppet, you know. Did he really. start off as a lizard? Yeah, well, it was like a weird look like a lizard duck. Because remember, they were, what was it we were watching? Was it a special feature on something that actually had, where he was actually, you mean, had Frank Ozzie come on and, and had some other guys who actually kind of created him up at, Right there, and it was an old black and white, and it was something he had done for public television. And he was showing how they create Muppets and different characters and stuff like that. It was pretty neat, and it was teaching puppetry. Very cool. I, I always enjoy it. There's so many of Mikey going on. I remember being at the theater seeing the Muppet movie for the first time. Yeah, I saw that the first time on Laserdisc Did over you? at my uncle's house. <laughs> and we were already fans of the Muppets. We used to watch them over at, because uh, we used to go to my, uh, my grandma's house on Saturdays. I remember. And uh, it would come on in the evenings, and so we would watch the Muppet show over there. I had a whole bunch of my, and still do have a lot of those old toys from when I was real little. It was a big deal, the Muppets. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, every Christmas, it seemed like there was some kind of special. I remember uh, John Denver at Christmas time singing with him on TV. I, in fact, my earliest memory of the Muppets altogether pre- pretty much is John Denver singing with Robin, uh, Kermit's nephew. Uh-huh. And uh, so, therefore, when I start thinking of John Denver, who I love, um, I always think of the Muppets. Of course. And I think of Christmas, and I have their album together, you know, at Christmas time. And, yep. And I just I just love the Muppets, all good memories. And I started thinking about all the toys I had as a kid, uh, and still do have some of them, like I said earlier. 
uh, some of the puppets. They used to have a lot of puppets of Count and all that before he was called Count von Count. It was just yeah. Count. <laughs> yeah, I, golly, I remember that that uh, the Christmas album. My grandmother, that uh, the other grandma that I wasn't watching the show with, had uh, the John Denver and Muppets Christmas album. Mm-hmm. And when it was nap time, she'd put that on the record player oh. and just play that. To you know, it didn't matter if it wasn't near Christmas time, but she'd Ironic. just play that and I'd go to that's sleep. That's what I when I how I got my copy before I got the the DVD of or CD, excuse me, of it was um, when I worked at the daycare center, this old woman had a copy of the record that she put on tape. And oh, we played cool. every day for the children at, at some point. And that's one of the unfortunate things with the CD that they released is it didn't have every song that was on that mm-hmm. record. And now that record is lost. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what happened to it when Grandma passed away. I wish somebody had given it to me because I would have <laughs> liked it. That's okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so when did you first start watching some Muppets? You got some early well, Muppet memories? My my first memory of the Muppets, I was really little, and in fact, I was so young that I didn't understand TV scheduling. I just knew every once in a while this funny little show would come up that had Muppets on it that was kind of like Sesame Street, and it was really cool. And so I remember not wanting to go outside and play because I thought maybe it would come on, and Mom and Dad having to to shoo me out. But yeah. I remember might you miss know, something. Yeah, the one I do remember being afraid of the big monsters because the big monsters would eat the little monsters yeah. or eat somebody, and I would didn't you know that was mean. I didn't want to you know watch the the big monsters eat the little monsters. So for a long time, I was afraid of like the big monsters. I was cool with the little ones, but the big ones were super scary. Even Sweetums. It took me a while till I got yeah. much much older before I was like, oh no, Sweetums is like the really nice yeah. big monster. But to me, you know, he was scary. So <laughs> that's the idea behind Sweetums. He he looks scary, mm-hmm. but he's just not. Mm-hmm. I also so fun. remember going out and seeing the uh, Great Muppet Caper at the theater. That's the second one. Yeah, that, we actually had the record of that soundtrack when we, were, oh, yeah? when, we when we got a you know a record player. We had bought it cheap off of a, a neighbor, and I, uh, that was one of the records we got was the Great Muppet Caper. Also, the John Denver uh, Rocky Mountain Holiday uh-huh. with the Muppets, which apparently was that's a special. Right. I never saw yeah. it, but I, we had that's the record. The one, that's the one I was talking about. That I remember seeing as a kid. Ah, see, and I never got to see it. And then also, um, the, now as far as the record, I can't find it, but I had the record cover of the Great Muppet Caper. So, oh, cool. So, I, so. I, I, years later, I found a tape of the soundtrack, mm. and I, I don't know if I still have that tape somewhere or not. So, but that would be fun. I bet you all of this stuff is available on iTunes. So if Probably. I can't, I should make it available for sale. So keep a look on NeverlandPodcast.com for links over to iTunes for potential Muppet albums. I will find anything I have, including the soundtrack to the new one should be on there. So I should be able to link that up. And I highly recommend the soundtrack to the new one. It's a lot of fun. I've been listening to it here in the car. Yeah. We listened to it twice already. It's the the songs actually in this new movie are even better than the last one. Really, and I like them. Yes, yeah, so the last the last one was pretty good, but this one is just a lot more fun. Cool, cool. So the songs are better, and just oh yeah, it's a one, great soundtrack. One thing I missed on the first the first three, I think it was the first three Muppet movies. I enjoyed where they would have guest stars of the Sesame Street characters. Yeah, on, on had, that last uh, one even. Yeah, you had Oscar the Grouch. Once a time you have a Big Bird. And I could be wrong about this if I remember right, but when they finally made a Big Bird movie, you know, Sesame Street. Follow movie, that bird. Follow that bird. Yeah. It seems like there was a Muppet that made an appearance, and I could be wrong about that. It seemed like at some point... One of the main appearance. I can't I don't remember. Know. I only saw that movie once. It's on Netflix. I should that was probably the one movie with the Muppets in it that I remember seeing in the theater. Like all oh, the yeah. ones we saw after. Yeah. Know, after, but we didn't. That was the one that we saw in the movie. Yeah. Theater. Great Muppet Caper we saw on cable, and uh, Muppets Take Manhattan we rented it. That's why it was a big deal whenever they brought out. Uh, well, first of all, me being the goofball I am, always drawing pictures growing up. I cannot tell you how many pictures of 
uh, Kermit and them doing the whole Christmas Carol. I'd done that a hundred times before they brought oh, the movie, so I yeah. was thrilled when they brought the movie. And then uh, that was the first film since the Muppet Caper. Muppet Caper was eighty four, mm-hmm. and I believe it was ninety three. Yeah, it was a good long while. Ninety two, maybe ninety three. They, they brought out the Muppet, Muppet Caper. Christmas Carol. Yeah, it was after Jim Henson had passed away. Yeah. And so, it, and you it, thought that was the end of the Muppets too at that yeah. point. And then to see them coming back, you're like, "Hey, it's the Muppets!" Yeah, I was so. thrilled that they came back. And then, of course, they did the Treasure Island with Tim yeah. Curry. That was funny. Yeah, that was good. Although, you know, those those two are just they didn't quite live up to the other ones. They're good no, they movies, didn't. but they just they weren't quite the same. The space one, whatever that was called, Muppets from Space. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Hulk Hogan was my favorite part of that film. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, what you gonna do? I'm a bad guy now. Big Bear. <laughs> Big yes, that was the first time we saw that big bear, and now, now I love it. Every time he pops up in a Muppet movie, I'm like, "Yay! It's the big lovable no, bear." The, the bear had been around. Yeah, yeah was been, he on Muppets Tonight originally? Yeah. Or Muppets, something? Take, Muppets Take Manhattan. Was <gasps> That's right. He those... was one of the the bears from mm-hmm. the cave, but he wasn't that much of a character. But yeah, he was. He just was the bodyguard at the time on the Jim Henson show, whatever it was called, the Muppets Tonight, whatever. Muppets Tonight. Yeah, see, I never yeah. saw the Muppets Tonight. I, watched, I missed out. I watched the Muppets Tonight. We actually had an episode that we videotaped, and I watched that same episode over mm-hmm. and over again because the Muppets, I mean, it was very, very short-lived, so mm-hmm. that was the most of the Muppets that I, you know... Had and that was hosted by the Garth Jamaican Brooks guy. me up on that show, because I'm not a Garth Brooks fan, mm-hmm. but I gotta admit, I uh, started to, to like him. He's a very likable, affable person. Mm-hmm. On that show, he says something like, you're gonna see me do stuff I've never done before, so... He went around rapping, yeah. around doing Jamaican stuff, rock oh, and roll, no. just about everything but country, and it was hilarious. I'm gonna have to look on YouTube or something, see if they have some clips because I missed the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't find good. out it was going on until like it was that over. Little, uh, crustacean, yet whatever he is, the King Prawn. Yeah, he he started really showing up then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the Jamaican host. Yes, yep. he sure did. So. Yeah. No, I can't remember the his name, we, Little the King Prime. The one we, we had on VHS recorded off the TV was had Smokey Robinson was the guest host, and um, then they had they had like the TV show part, like a, more like kind of a Muppet show thing, and then at the end they had like a little, almost like a mini movie feature thing, and the one that we had it recorded was like a Save the Rainforest type of you know type of little thing. Hmm. That was on the end. I'll it. tell you a character that used to spook me out as a kid for some reason. I think it was his attitude. And I love him to death now. And that's Sam the Eagle. He, <laughs> for some reason, as a kid, his eyes or something about him kind of spooked yeah. me out a little bit. Because I was just itty-bitty. Uh, believe it or not, at one time I was. <laughs> but no, Sam the Eagle is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> you people are all weirdos. <laughs> and he's got a pretty good part in the new movie, too. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love him in there. They, they always find good ways to put him because he's such a straight arrow. I still think the best character he had that was in Muppet Treasure Island in there is being the first mate. Yep, this, this, oh, whatever. Oh, dang it. But yeah, where he's checking out the uh, the escape boat or whatever. You I know? love on the, It's uh, like, yes, this appears to be in good working order. You know, he's this all-American. And I love on Christmas uh, Carol, the, the Muppets Christmas Carol, when he says, it is the American way. And Gonzo whispers in his ear, he goes, oh, it is the British way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, those are the ones I actually don't have on DVD. I need to track those. Of course, they they did re-release recently the Great Muppet Caper on Blu-ray with the Muppet Christmas well, Carol. Last night, I need to go get it. I, I was at Target and I saw that they had uh, the only one they had left was Muppets Go to Space, but they had like four or five of those films that were five dollars a piece. And I, of course, I missed out. If that if I had been there earlier, if they had it on Blu-ray, because I've, I've got the DVD of Muppets from Space, I oh, liked yeah. it because it was Gonzo themed. If, if they had been there earlier and gotten all the other ones, I probably would have bought them all. But I figured. 
Let's face it. I don't want just that one, you know. Yeah. I would have gotten it just because it's another Muppet movie, and I, I did, I liked it. We, that's the, I think that's the first one we saw in theaters. I don't remember seeing any other Muppet movie in theater up until that one, and you and I went. Yeah, yeah. Um, think about it. Yeah, was that after we were married, or was that before we got married? Huh? When was what year did that movie come out? Uh, nineteen ninety-seven, I believe. Was it ninety-seven? Yeah. No, we weren't. We were not married in ninety-seven. Yeah, we were. Yeah. We would have maybe, maybe barely maybe met. Maybe I'm wrong. Might have been ninety-eight. Yeah, but I remember we went to go see the Muppets from space. Mm-hmm. Ninety-eight, so. 99. I don't know. Just late nineties. Well, we would have been friends at that point. We wouldn't. Yeah. Dating. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I, that might have been the only one I didn't see at the theater. Now that I think about it, ah. be, um, I haven't seen this one in the theater yet. Oh, but you should. To. Oh, I want to. If I, can. It's, I want to go back. <laughs> and even the short in front of it, they had a Monsters oh, University short in oh, front. Right. That's great. Oh, it was hilarious. I, I was laughing uh, so hard. And I, it was a, it, well, there wasn't a lot of people in the theater because we snuck in on a Thursday night early showing. Oh, so it wasn't very crowded. So I was able to just laugh my head off and didn't worry about <laughs> bugging nobody. Which was good because we were also kind of noisy when we recognized the guest star. We're like, oh, hey, look at there. <laughs> so. That I was after we did it, I'd be like, okay, we better be quiet. Well, that's now, what I didn't want to disturb was, anybody. Was all about the first movie. The I was saying picture, how many cameos there were so many, and that was the last appearance of um, I won't try to think his name right now. The famous puppeteer. Um, oh, um, um yeah, the guy who did um, Arthur. Mc- yeah, Edgar Bergen. Edgar, Edgar Bergen did last, Charlie McCarthy died, and uh, he died, Mark. I believe, right before the movie came out. Either. Yeah, I believe you are correct, sir. And of course, Steve <laughs> Martin. Shows up in there yeah. as a waiter and all that. Man, that was a funny movie. Yeah. Boy, I haven't watched that in a while. Myth. Myth. <laughs> myth. Myth. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. Yes. It's yes. 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 <laughs> okay, well, we can't have a complete conversation unless we get into the Muppet Babies. Oh, I was going to say, uh, when I went out and saw Muppets Take Manhattan, my favorite part of the whole film was... Uh, when suddenly there's a uh, imagination of Miss Piggy, and they go yeah, and she's sitting there <laughs> in a carriage thinking about when they were children, what things would have been like, and uh, I, the song I, I know to to this day, no matter what time I do, and all yeah. that stuff, yeah, and so I remember that's a song cue if ever I heard one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but there was a cute little segment where they were, had puppets. You know, little baby puppets of them. Uh-huh. Um, I don't believe, I could be wrong, I don't remember Animal actually being in the movie. Um, it seems like later on. As they a had, baby? Yeah, later on they used them. And like yeah. I know he, he was thing. in the cartoon, but yeah. yeah. And they, they had Yeah, him. when they did the Muppet Family Christmas. Because yeah. um, they were like, oh, look how cute Animal used to be. So they <laughs> had them up. When, the, when that movie, uh, show came on, I was nuts about it. was in 1984. I remember going nuts over Muppet Babies, watching yes, every week. Yes, yes, all the time. And, I loved yeah. it when they did the Star Wars episode too. Yeah, that was they, my favorite too. Then yeah. there was I a loved weird it. Character, the twin of Scooter. I yeah, love Scooter. Skeeter. Skeeter was his twin, which was Howie Mandel. Yeah, and and, uh, and then the next year they started another show. I remember because I was watching it with Seth whenever um, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling was coming on. <laughs> the next year they had a Muppet show where, and I can't even. Remember all these weird monsters or something like monster something, and uh, you'd have animated shorts and stuff of Kermit and Fozzie huh. walking around as adults, going on little mystery things. I didn't see that. It didn't last very long, but it was actually a fun show, but huh. not as cool as Muppet Babies. Yeah, I remember the cartoon of Fraggle Rock, which wasn't quite as good as like the no. uh, regular live they, action they Fraggle Rock. They would sometimes use the same songs at least. Yeah, they just kind of it was almost like what's the point, you know? <laughs> what's the point of? 
what's the point of doing the same basic show just yeah. animated? Just, oh, look, we're now animated Fraggles. I think it only went on for like one season. It just it was missing two, yeah. some of the charm. It's on Hulu. I watched it once in a while. Really? They yeah. animated? Uh huh. Wow. Also, okay. Saw, oh, well, I don't have Hulu though. We what, didn't, what are the name of the Dozers or the Doozers or the little yeah Doozer? I think they're Doozers. They got a new show coming on Hulu uh, real soon. It's it's Hulu only. Well, doggone it! Why isn't Netflix getting this stuff? You can well, it's it's made by the Hulu people. Of but, course, the Hulu original series. Uh, but you can always come over and watch this for little kids, yeah. so you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what our show here, Neverland, is all yeah, about. Anyway, it, it is like, cute we like, like this kind of thing. It's very cute. I'd watch for doozers. It's a now, computer see, animated show. I'm waiting for a Fraggle Rock movie. I'd heard some rumors bandied oh, about at one point that they might potentially do one. I don't know if that's gotten anywhere, but there was a rumor flying around for a little while that they were going to try to do a Fraggle Rock movie and to bring him back. They should. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Or at least give them a cameo in a, in a Muppet movie somewhere. I remember the... Or let Big Bird come walking across a Muppet movie if they get another one. I bet they'll get a third one because this one's going to do well, I think. I also heard for a long time they were going to... Uh, talking about Jim Henson stuff here, that they were going to do uh, another Dark Crystal, but I had yep. not heard anything about it. For yeah, years. and there were some early kind of production photos that got put out, and then the last I'd heard anything is they just turned it into a book instead. And Aww. I don't think the movie's coming. Somebody just didn't. I would say like do another Labyrinth. I, I enjoyed that film. It's goofy, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. You know. Yeah, it would have been fun. I don't know where you'd go with it though. No, uh, I don't know either, but they could always steal another baby. Yeah, uh, sure. As long as you get David Bowie back, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he he's scared the crud out of me in that film. He's walking upside down on these stairs. And <laughs> well, I wasn't too worried about David Bowie, but that was the first thing we ever saw Jennifer Connelly in. So. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, I had a crush on her. Then. Yeah, when we were kids, like, whoa, she was cute. <laughs> yeah, you better Rocketeer. Well, back in 1987, I remember I was out of town in Wisconsin, and I went to, uh, to a place called Target, which around here we didn't have any of. And uh, it was a lot different then. But I remember finding this thing they call them uh, shrinkums, and uh, shrinky dinks, what they call. Yes. And uh, and so I remember buying it because it was well, it was on sale. They're trying to get rid of it, and it was the entire set of the Muppet Show. And uh, so you had sheet after sheet. It was only like four dollars, and uh, sheet after sheet after sheet of Muppet characters, and they're they're like a. Oh, that what do you call that? Latex or no? Like no little plastic, plastic, plastic sheets. Like plastic yeah, wouldn't it? You'd iron them and you, they shrink well, down. You put them in the oven. You put them in the oven. And oh, and yeah, they shrink, but they become hard. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and it had a set of the Muppet Show and everything. So you you could have like all these characters. It was a lot of fun, and you had little stands for them to go on. And so you had all these characters. I remember just I loved it. I've sat there and played that forever. <laughs> We had shrinky dinks. We didn't have the Muppet shrinky dinks. We had like Rainbow Bright. Yeah, they had those. And things like that. He-Man and, ones. And, mm-hmm. and so that's was our shrinky dinks. But we loved them because you could, you could, they were big and you could color them so they looked, you know, all nice. And if you happen to get out outside the lines, it wasn't a big deal because when you shrunk them down, yeah, it, it still worked out. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, so, so yeah, you come, couldn't re-expand them or anything. No, it was just no. one time shrink and then yeah, it's... but then they're your toys. But then you still got a toy. Okay. Yeah. And they're pretty durable. They were done by the I can't remember the name of the brand right now. I can see the the logo on my head, mm-hmm. but uh, they used to also make color forms, and I used to love. Color oh, I forms. remember color forms. I bet there was probably a Muppet color form. There at some was. Point. I, I had a Gremlins one. I remember the Muppet Baby one. Um, I had so many of them. I had Thundercats. I had He Man. I had. I had Peace Dragon even. We went to a garage sale and found a whole bunch. One time my dad bought a whole box full of uh, color forms. They had Peace Dragon. They had. Oh, uh, Strawberry shortcake, everything you could think of. Yeah, and we're way off topic. Yeah, that's okay. Go back to <laughs> you can save it for something another. Uh, well, I'll probably just add it on there because we were talking color forms and everything. But 
circling back to a Muppet type of thing, um, who's hoping that they might ever get a Sesame Street movie? Anyone? Would uh, that be fun? Another one? Yeah, I would like to. Another Sesame one. Street? Yeah. If they could get it back on track and have, bring back a lot of more of the classic characters. I had no problem with Elmo being uh, in it because he kind of brought it to a whole other level. That being yeah. said, I do want to see more Bert and Ernie. Yeah, Bert Elmo's and Ernie there. and bring Rover. back uh, Sherlock Hemlock mm-hmm. and a lot of those old classic Some characters. Some of the ones that we liked as kids. You yeah. Because yeah. the, the, the Muppets have changed. You Harry know. Monster is one I miss. Yeah, Harry Monster. Mm-hmm. Even even prior to us watching it, you know, in the '60s and stuff, there were if you watch the old stuff, that there were obviously Muppets that were more highlighted. And then as they got to where we were kids, you know, uh, Big Bird was the big thing. Yeah. You know? when I, well, when I was growing up, you know, they were the same main ten that you see all the time. Yeah. Now, uh, and I watch it with my nephew almost every day. The nowadays stuff on Netflix, and uh, of course Elmo's his guy, so we got to watch him. And then and I like him. I've got no problem with him. He's annoying after a while, but I still, yeah. love, I still love him. There now. is too much of a good thing. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I just I just think he's on his favorite section, and he has his own 20-minute show. show. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I like Abby Cadabby. She's cute. Uh, but once in a while, they'll show Gonzo, and they show Cookie Monster quite a bit. Once in a while, they'll show Bert and Ernie, and I like them a lot. Uh, despite well, Grover, all the, does Grover. Yeah, Grover. Uh, yeah. But Oscar Grass is one they don't show enough of, I don't think. Mm. They, they, if they do, it's usually about his worm. When we were a kid, it was just a pet worm. Now it's called Slimy. Well, I think he was named Slimy back in the day. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I, remember. I know that when we were little, nobody knew a Snuffleupagus except for Big Bird. And then, I don't know what year they finally had it to where everybody finally met him. But I remember that was a big deal on the show that everyone thought Big Bird was just imagining him. <laughs> now yeah. everybody knows him. So see, with with uh, with these newer Muppet movies, it seems like they're getting a chance to, you know, even if they're just background or in there for a couple minutes, you get to see some of those rare Muppets. Like uh, they had, I, I forgot the name of them, but they're the Cannonball Group that's in like mm-hmm. some of the early episodes. And even I think in the, the Steve Martin episode of The Muppet Show where they're setting up like everybody's auditioning and these Cannonball guys come out, if I remember, remember them, mm-hmm. but they actually have an appearance in the movie with a lot of, old, of those old kind of forgotten characters. So sort of like the Menomina was in that last one. So here's... My thought, if they were to do a Sesame Street movie in the vein of these current Muppet movies, they could bring back a lot of those older characters and bring them back. And jelly sandwiches. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, bring back some of those old classic characters that the adults would still love the show. Because, you know, heck, when we were at that theater, there was a group of kids, yes, with, with two mothers that had brought their kids. But I saw at least two adult couples other than us. Who had came to watch that themselves? What's the name of that one dude? His name was Guy. So I'm thinking, you know, a Sesame Street movie. Guy Smiley, yes. Yeah. So potentially you could get adults to see a Sesame Street movie if you showed them, like, hey, we're going to bring back the ones that you remember when you were a kid. As long as they're, the, it's mostly based on the kid stuff, and that's all a little background stuff. That's kind of cool because it is for little kids more than anyone yeah. else. But still, you're but, right. But 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 adults would show up because they love some of the, those characters if they bring them in, you know. As long as they have, you know, what I personally think is all those old characters kids would love oh, that's right. themselves. Okay. They would love themselves if they would just show them more often. Yeah. Oh, back to the heyday. And it would be even be fun to have some of the the old adults, humans around that uh, are probably, of course, I, I bet that. Oh, the fellow that owned the shop. Uh, Mr. Hooper? Mr. Hooper, yeah. Hey, Mr. Hooper, I bet he's passed away Mr. Right now. Mr. Hooper died back in the early 80s and so, or something like that, maybe yeah. mid-80s. He, he, yeah, so, but one thing they've done is they his shop is still going. For years, they didn't do anything with it. Now, as I'm watching it, they have other people working there, but they still talk about Mr. Hooper. They won't take that down because it's a salute to him, which it should be. Yeah. It's, 
He's kind oh, of. I love Mr. Cooper. There was so much going on in that store. All yeah. the different. So elements. now they have young people there and uh, who work there and all. So it's, it's the, so they still use it, and they still got the same actors there. Most of them, same actors from the night, late sixties and early seventies, are still there. Wow, cool. Yeah, it's really great to see them. Uh, yeah. A lot of time I'm watching, like, hey, I know you. <laughs> Yeah, and especially you know, Mr. Hooper's store plays kind of a nice pivotal role uh, in the the Sesame Street Christmas show, mm-hmm. uh, where they they kind of do the story of the gift of the Magi with Bert and Ernie. <laughs> oh yeah, where they go and uh, let's see, because Bert trades in his paperclip collection, they get a <laughs> uh, a soap dish for the for a rubber ducky. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm surprised the one is bottle. Uh, remember, he used to have the bottle cap collection he used to always have. Bert oh. <laughs> and then Ernie trades in his duck to make to, a box to get a for box for the paperclip paper collection. collection. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it is some fun stuff and everything. all right well that was a fun discussion i really do hope you enjoyed it uh kind of a look back at uh, our childhood with the muppets but i see that we have run just a little bit over an hour so since i have already given you my contact information to email me or or send a twitter uh, tweet me or whatever or, or send me a message on facebook please let me know if you'd be interested in a show about sailor moon or perhaps anime uh heather has also expressed an interest in perhaps doing a show about Maybe act, outdoor activities they used to enjoy as a child, games, something in a, in a direction we haven't really covered yet and gone before. Uh, let me know what you'd like to hear on the show uh, and at any time on uh, email and everything, and uh, we'd be sure to look into it. And, uh, you know, especially if there's a lot of people interested in it, then, uh, you know, we'll surely talk about it. Even if I'm not an expert on it, I'll find somebody who is. But that's all the time we have for today. So remember to carry that pixie around in your pocket so you can shake a little bit of pixie dust into your daily life to help you deal with a little things and just act like a big kid again but until the next time we meet god bless and you have a wonderful day What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.